Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, we're focusing on sour selection for the upcoming breeding season. Plus, we will hear about the National Open Day at Ballyhays Agricultural College. Dairy specialist George Ramsbottom gives us some great advice on bull selection for your herd. And I first asked him about the changes to the sire advice application on Herd Plus. So the big change on it is that they've introduced a female selector. That allows us to select the cows that we want to cull from the farm or not breed to dairy. Uh, And it also allows us to identify cows that we want to use for uh, crossbreeding and and a few issues like that in, in the first part of it. So when we consider uh, sire selection, um, we look at the active bull list and we have an EBI value for each bull. And then we also look into the sub indices, so milk, fertility, calving, etc. Can you give us a, a value or a target for our individual bull in terms of overall EBI and then the important sub indices? So when we look at the this new sire advice application that's on the Herd Plus site, we can select then for minimum thresholds that we'd like to see in our in our team of bulls. And this then allows us to reduce the number of bulls accordingly. So if you look at some of the key traits in terms of overall EBI for an individual bull, we might select a target of, say, in the order of €220 Euro as a kind of a threshold figure for what we'd, we'd like. If you looked at the milk sub-index, it's quite feasible to select a minimum sub-index of around 50 for milk, around 80 or 85 for fertility, a calving sub-index of around 30 or greater, and the health sub-index, we'd like to see it positive, a maintenance sub-index for the individual bulls of, say, greater than uh, 10 or so. And then when we consider our team of bulls, um, we focused on the individual, but now what should we target for the team? So for the team then of bulls that we're going to select, we'd like to see team averages in the order of 270 or greater for EBI, for calving sub-index around 40. Maintenance, we'd like to see it greater than, than 20 anyway at this stage. And what, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And for health, we'd like it to be positive and ideally maybe more than 5 or 6 euro. And the reason we'd like the, the health sub-index to be greater, positive and greater than 5 or 6 euro is because cows are now lasting longer. They're, they're more fertile than they were in the past. And when they last longer, the, the greater the genetic resilience for health traits the more healthy they'll be throughout their lifetime in the herd. And like you put a great emphasis on fertility. You mentioned 80 to 85 for your individual bull and then about 120 for your team. And we have seen in the past, say, for example, with the next generation herd, a high fertility sub-index um, you know, drives high fertility. Why is that important in herds? So there's an old adage that says, if you want to breed for, for milk, select for fertility. And there's a reason behind that. In spring calving herds, we want cows to calve early in the calving season. So they need to be highly fertile. If they calve early, we'll get more days in milk out of them. And if we get more days in milk out of them, we'll get more milk solids from them as well. So the more fertile a cow is, the the more compactly and earlier she'll calve and the more milky she'll be. So that's a key driver in spring calving herds. So previous uh, work I've done looking at at, uh, spring calving herds would suggest that a fertility of index of around 80 to 85 in the, in the individual cow for herds producing 450 to 500 kilos of milk solid is where we'd like to see it. So when we were at have a target of 80 or 85, 
we need to select bulls typically that are higher than that in the team of bulls that we choose to ensure that all the daughters are 80 to 85 euro for fertility sub-index that are coming through the herd over the next number of years. And I guess where we have the more fertile herds and the cows calving earlier within the calving season, they're going to remain in the herd for longer and we're going to see mature yields and we're also going to see greater lifetime yields from the cows. When, when we looked at the um, data from the spring calving herds uh, as it did in the past, we found that cows that calve from the 1st of April on are twice as likely to be culled at the end of the breeding season. And that's, that stands to reason because basically they have fewer days between when they calve and the, when, they, when the bull is removed from the herd. So the shorter the interval between calving and the end of the breeding season, the less likely they are to calve down the following year and they're twice as likely to be empty. So it's, it's a big, it's a big uh, driver of infertility in dairy herds. And another trait that you mentioned is maintenance. And you have completed some analysis linking maintenance to the live weight of cows. Can you explain that, George? Okay, so it might seem counterintuitive, but one of the things we know is that the higher the maintenance subindex for a cow or for a bull, the lighter that animal is likely to be when it's a mature animal. And this is because that a higher maintenance subindex is associated with more profit. And more profit means... Uh, less feed needed to maintain the animal. So when we, we looked at a database of around 30,000 cows that went through the marts over a period of about two years and we adjusted it back to a third calving cow in mid-lactation and looked at their live weights. And what we found is that a maintenance sub-index of around zero for those animals, these are third calving cows, is associated with a live weight of around 625 kilos. So a maintenance sub-index that's minus 20 euro is associated with a cow in third lactation of around 700 kilos. So these are really large animals. And if they're plus 20 kilos, it's about 550 kgs. So the higher the maintenance sub-index, the smaller the animal would be. And it was longer term, we want to breed kind of more compact cows suited for grass-based milk production. So I would say somewhere between 15 and 20 for the cows is probably where you want to be. And... Moving on then, finally, you know, fertility and milk uh, make up the, the the highest proportion of our EBI. Um, if we're looking at milk in terms of um, the our bulls that we're selecting, what are the traits within the milk sub-index we should focus on? Yeah, so the first thing is to look at the sub-index itself. And the first thing we want to see is we want to see that the milk sub-index is higher than the herd average. So typically herds are around 20 euro nationally. So if we select bulls that are 40 or 50 euro for milk sub-index, we're going to hopefully increase our profitability from the milk uh, that's in there. Typically, what we'd like to see is no big increase in the volume from those bulls, but large increases in the kilos of solid that you select for. So positive for fat and protein kgs, similar at least if you to in terms of milk volume kgs. So if it's zero kgs for the herd, you maintain zero kgs for the volume of milk that you produce, but look for large increases in fat and protein kgs. That will give you bigger yields of milk solid in the next generation of heifers. And would you focus on fat percentage and protein percentage or are they of less importance than kilos? If, if you maintain the volume at the, similar to your herd average and increase the kilos, well, then the percentages are going to increase as well. And... 
when we look then, um, we might just go back to the team of bulls. We've talked about the euro value, but there is a greater emphasis now on picking a bull team rather than just selecting one or two individual bulls from the active bull list. Um, can you give me a guide in terms of the ideal number of bulls for dairy herds, depending on herd size? OK, so we pick a team of bulls to increase the team reliability because a lot of the bulls that are now available to us are not as reliable as they used to be in the past. This isn't a negative thing. This is a positive thing because it means we're increasing the rate of genetic gain typically on our farms. And the big mistake that people have been making over the last number of years is while they picked up the message on EBI, they've failed to pick up the message to use the bull team evenly and there's over-reliance on individual bulls. So our recommendations for smaller herds of between 50 and 100 cows and heifers is to use a team average of around seven bulls evenly across the herd. For herds of around 100 to 150 cows, that increases to, to eight bulls across the herd. For herds of 150 to 200 cows and heifers, that's 10. And for large herds of 350 to 400 cows, we're talking about increasing the number of bulls to around 14. And can you just delve a little bit more into the reliability, just to explain um, what you're talking about there? Okay, so if if we co- toss a coin uh, twice, there's a 25% chance that we'll have a, a two heads and there's also a 25 chance that we'll have two tails. If we t- toss it four times, our chances of four heads and or four tails is, is about uh, 16%. So the greater the number of uh, bulls we use in a team the lower the risk of the team falling and that's what you're doing when you use a large number of bulls you're spreading the risk and reducing your chances of the team going down so that's why we recommend those teams of somewhere between seven and ten bulls for herds of of cows of between 50 and 200 cows and if we can just consider the heifer um for a minute george Mm. um what are the most important things we should look for when we're selecting sires for our uh, maiden heifers? Okay, so the, I said all along that EBI is the main driver in, in the bull selection for a herd of cows. Now, when it comes to heifers, it's slightly different. The most important thing with the heifer, the first calver on your farm, is that you select bulls that are easily calved. So we have a recommendation there to use bulls that are highly reliable. And in general, they're going to be of lower direct calving difficulty. This is the most important trait for when you're selecting for heifer. So we'll compromise on EBI to ensure that a cal- the heifer calves easily. So our target would be in the order of 1.8% or less calving difficulty with a reliability of that of around 90%. But Chagas advisors have a list of bulls that is really suitable for, for, for calving maiden heifers. And if some of them will go over the 90%, but they're based on recommendations from the AI stations who are telling us that he, these bulls are easily calved. So if, if in doubt, just talk to your Chagask advisor or your breeding company advisor for suitable bulls for your maiden heifers. And finally, George, higher EBI has been linked to more profit on farms and you have done some analysis on this. Can you explain um, how you got this result? So we looked at data from two and a half thousand herd years and this was from the period 09 to 11. And what we looked at there was the how herd EBI changed. So for every one euro increase in herd EBI, the Moorpark model would have suggested to us that it was equivalent to an increase in profit per cow of two euro. What our analysis using commercial farm data was that in that early data set, it increased profitability by one euro and 92 cent 
per EBI. So it's actually coming very, very close to the two euro profit that was projected. We've since updated that that database with data from 12 to 14, a much larger set of data, and we're finding it's very similar. It's coming at one euro 94 per one EBI increase. So it's doing what it says in the tin. EBI is lifting profit per cow by around two euro per one EBI increase, and which, is, which is why it's so re- really important to choose teams of high EBI bulls. And where is that two euro coming from? What's that manifesting itself? Okay, in? So about a third of it's coming from milk, but a third of it's coming from fertility and the rest of it's coming from a variety of traits that are included in EBI. Um, so George, some um, AI companies have bull teams for, say, a grass-based type farmer. Can you uh, make a comment on that? Yeah, so some of the commercial AI companies have teams of bulls available for different reasons. Easy calving, grass-based, high input type. And, and those teams are really suitable for you to use. And I've looked over some of the teams that are available to us and I, I'd be happy enough that in general the teams do what they say in the tinner and are going to deliver extra profit to, to dairy farmers. So they're worth having a look at when you're selecting bulls or choosing teams for your herd. Thank you, George. You're welcome, M. Louise. Next week, Ballyhays Agricultural College will host a national open day. Donald Patton is here to tell us more. Yeah, so I suppose the the, the main theme of, of the open day really is looking at resilient farm systems. So what we'll be looking at, uh, there's five main boards uh, that will will be sort of focusing on that. So it's really focusing on the on the core principles. So really, when you break it down, it's going to be grass, um, sort of breeding and genetics. So we're going to have a board, uh, I suppose, uh, an introduction board, maybe to give people a flavour of Ballyhays, uh, what we're about. Um, and some of the, the, I suppose, the herd performance to date, that'll be the, the first board. Uh, then we're going to have one basically on breeding the cow of the future. So looking at um, both breeding management, uh, which would be fairly topical for the time of year, and also um, genetics. Um, uh, then we have a board on rearing the cow of the future. So looking at um, basically calf rearing, heifer rearing the whole way up um, and, and calf and pattern for the heifers. Um, and then we have a board basically on, on grass. So looking at what are the what are the key things we need to focus on on grass. Uh, we'll also have a, a, a grass demo that would be focusing in on, I suppose, pre-grazing covers, uh, post-grazing heights, and also levels of damage. So looking at, at some plots that have been uh, pretty heavily damaged versus ones that have been well-managed and not, not damaged. Um, and then on top of that, uh, we'll also have a board looking at the current trial. So the, the trial has been running for the last, um, that started last year and will run for the next two years, um, is basically looking at um, extended grazing systems versus the more conventional systems. So um, we'll have details and updates on that um, from the first year results and also what the plans are going forward. And I suppose finally then, Donal, you have a forum in the afternoon. Um, what should we expect from the forum? Yeah, so I suppose this is something new, um, Louise, in terms of open days here. We've never tried it before, but um, basically we've got an, in, an indoor session um, and it'll be kind of a, a panel discussion and the theme of that is really about making making farming more enjoyable for all involved, whether it's the person who owns the farm or for people working on your farm. So um, we've got three excellent speakers, um, <clears throat> farmer speakers who are all farmed within the region uh, at different scales. Um, and I suppose really what the forum is about is looking at their experiences about the things that they've done to 
to reduce workload during that very busy period in spring um, and, you know, things that they feel has made their farm a more enjoyable place to work. So um, that it should be good. It should be good and we should get plenty of questions, hopefully, uh, from people. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to George Ramsbottom and Donald Patton for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.